You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. A, I mean, you think about. It. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by a president, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, what does this thing called? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go, Brandon. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Great to be with you. We got a big show for you today. So much to cover. So many great guests. And on top of the show, there's even more. Oh, yes. There's more than just the show tonight. You can go to patreon.com slash the buff show and check out exclusive and never before seen content. On there tonight, you will see Tom Amenta and Dan Blakely, two Army Rangers. Their book is The 20-Year War. They're going to be breaking down the Russia-Ukraine-United States conflict and what's going on with that stuff you won't hear anywhere else from people that actually served. It's going to be amazing. Check that out, patreon.com slash thebuffshow. Go to thebuffshow.com and click on that link. Also, check us out on all your favorite podcasting pro, uh, platforms, facebook.com slash thebuffshoworlando. Also, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble, streaming everywhere and also streaming on Getter. Anywhere you like to find content, especially content that allows free speech, that's where you find the Buff Show. So here we are on President's Day. Yeah, President's Day. And for the first time in our nation's history, we do not actually have a president. That's right. I said it. We have some old guy who was installed, maybe as a tribute. Um, the lights aren't on in that house. When it comes to Joe Biden, that's for sure. And when it comes to the 2020 election, the evidence that they don't want to look at, it's clear and obvious that... Joe Biden was installed, okay? Installed. And my goodness, did the COVID lockdowns help with that? They took advantage of it, and now we're stuck with high inflation, high crime. Uh, at the South, we have an invasion. At the North, we have complete and utter tyranny and just mismanagement of everything they touch. Not a president, but a figurehead, right? We have a propaganda minister in Jen Psaki, we have other people running the show and typing it up and telling Biden what to say. The former vice president, Joe Biden, is sitting in a position of being able to be controlled. Everybody tells him what to do, and he's clearly unfit to even be there anyway. Right, Jen Psaki? Just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. More than 50 years old, 100, I think it was 150 years, it says 50 years old, but I thought it was older. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. People you look to. Are you? They're the people you look that they look to. Are you for real? And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. The U.S. Global Leadership Coalition salutes Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr. My dad. And it's That's just Hunter. a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Now I don't like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, outline the next steps we're taking against. Uh, I, I like to outline the next steps we're taking against over on the. Uh, the Omicron variant. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Google, quote, COVID test near me. Go there. Google, excuse me, 
COVID test near me on Google. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Got to explain to the American people what's in each of these pieces of legislation, what, the, what have we done for them. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Not far from here going to Kentucky, there was fear of failure and it collapsed. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Into the 21st century with modern cars and trucks and transit systems. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues. And it's just a reminder <laughs> of how unfit he is for office. But with the bulk of Biden's foreign policy attention currently elsewhere, North Korea may feel it has a window to test its short-range technology. And if it really does want Washington's attention, ICBMs and nuclear tests are guaranteed to get it. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Well, come on in. Yeah, we got a crash. Oh, don't forget all the rubbing and touching of young girls. Ice cream and young kids. of how unfit he is for office. As Biden says there and rubs the face of a nine-year-old. And it's just a reminder of how unfit he is for office. Whenever you have a scene like that, where you have a crash of humanity, where you have uh, absolute chaos, where you have bullets flying, that's when people get hurt. And I think those images that you're seeing, and uh, they're seared into all of our minds, speak to this desperation. How desperate, how petrified does an individual have to be to risk everything? and just try to physically crush yourself on to the outside of an airplane. Those images of people holding on to a U.S. Air Force carrier. I think that's something many Americans will, and people around the world, will, will not be able to get out of their minds for quite some time. And it just gets better. Afghanistan, inflation, no more energy independence. The invasion of the southern border has brought so many crises in this country, like fentanyl. It's absolutely unfathomable to count. It's just unbelievable how many problems this administration has absolutely has caused. It's just unreal. And on the Buff Show, for the last year, we've been highlighting it all. The COVID calamity, the hospitals, the protocols, everything that we're going to talk about on this Buff Show. The way they're treating women in sports by letting men do whatever they want. How the administration wants to completely change the way we view gender. The radicals they're appointing to different positions. And then cry racism when... The Republicans say, no, we can't have that person. Not, not this person. No. When it comes to the people that spied on the Trump campaign and committed the espionage, espionage working in this administration, the Obama holdovers, the Hillary holdovers, all the people that finally got together in one voice and said, we can firmly destroy this country. We can take this country down. We can do it, and we'll make Joe Biden the figurehead of that, of that movement. We'll tell him what to say, and we'll do all this. The Hillary people, the Obama people, and the other Harvard grad liberal nut, nut jobs that are running things right now, they all got together in one administration and found a way. They simply found a way. 
and Kamala Harris, the vice president, isn't much better. To the Gateway Pundit we go, Kamala Harris said in Europe that sanctions would absolutely deter Putin from invading Ukraine. This was after she first said he made up his mind on invading Ukraine. Both of them said they're going to invade. Both of them said, ah, it's going to invade. But then we're going to put in some sanctions and write some very dirty worded letters. And Biden said, I'll take a call with Putin. But Putin says, I never agreed to a call. He's so weak, Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris is no better. In fact, Ryan Baumbacher is going to come on the show later and talk about the affirmative action pick of Kamala Harris and how horrible she is. She was not even popular. It's not like they needed to win California. She was never liked, not by her own constituency. But they did it for virtual virtual signaling. That's what they did. And she destroys, she's the border czar. She destroys everything she touches. Every tiny little thing she touches, she completely destroys. So what's going on in the world today for President's Day? The top headlines are President's Day 2022. What's open? What's closed? Banks, UPS. That's from NJ.com. USA Today says, President's Day 2022. What is closed? What is open? And what are we celebrating? (laughs) That's USA Today. AL.com. President's Day 2022. Will mail run today? Is the post office open? Sales on Amazon? Appliance sales? Best Buy? How come nobody's talking about all the great presidents in our history? You can't talk about that today because Joe Biden has completely decimated America. Not by his own doing. He just signs it and reads it. He signs it and reads it. And then we all suffer because of it. And world leaders are looking around at this saying, I can do whatever I want. The superpower is super no more. I can do whatever I want. I can test missiles. I can invade Taiwan. We can cause genocide in our country and host the Olympics. They're not going to do anything about it. They're not going to do a thing about it. And that is why this President's Day is so unique. We don't have one in America. We'll be right back on the next Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hours every day of the week and all day Sunday. $1 off drafts and house wines. $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Mondays, it's trivia night. Tomorrow, $7.99 burger and fries. Liam Fitzpatrick's does catering and has a private room for your meetings, luncheons, and parties. Mention the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? 
It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to The Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Make sure to check out the Patreon page, right? Patreon.com slash thebuffshow.com for exclusive interviews and content. Don't forget to check that out. That's Patreon.com slash thebuffshow. We have the link on the website, too. And I was watching this weekend uh, the guy who calls himself Leah Thompson in uh, Penn, Penn State uh, swimmer, destroy all the women in the competition by half a pool length, half a pool, half a pool length. And um, the, they adjusted some rules at Penn, but it won't take effect till next season. So this fellow is going to be a well on his way to collect all these awards, scholarships, whatever they're going to allow him to have. And I wonder when women are going to stand up. I wonder when... Americans are going to stand up and see what they can do. But there's actually a big fight against this. Let's go to Jay Richards. He's the William E. Simon Senior Research Fellow at Heritage Foundation's Davos Center for Religion and Civil Society. Jay Richards, thanks for joining us on The Buff Show for this important topic. Well, great to be with you. I want to reference this article that we're going to put all over on the website, um, thebuffshow.com, but this article that um, Jay Richards and Grace Melton wrote, the White House plan to make gender ideology a central theme of the American experience. We're going to experiment. We're going to dive into this real quick. But, Jay, you see what I'm talking about. People need to stand up because this is uh, a war on women. No, it absolutely is. I mean, I think that people mostly don't know about this. And if they do, they think it just sounds crazy. But um, here's the basic reality is that there's this thing called gender identity ideology that denies biological sex. So if you thought that humans were a sexually dimorphic species and you learned that in high school biology, this ideology denies that. And that's the only way you can get a male that we're now calling Leah Thompson to be able to compete against females in college sports. I mean, this completely overturns the reason we have sex segregated sports in the first place. They're segregated by sex, but gender ideology says, well, sex is, a, you know, that's just kind of a social construct. And the real thing is this subjective gender identity that you have. Uh, now, people are seeing this. I mean, in some ways, the Leah Thompson story is helpful because it's making it public. And it's so obvious what's happening. But the reason we wrote this report for the Heritage Foundation is because this is actually an abiding concern of the Biden administration. They said this. They have a national strategy, a report on so-called gender equity and, and gender equality, which are different things, uh, that just lays this out as a strategy that they want implemented across the government. The, the strangest thing about this, Jay Richards, is the fact that all this so-called scientific study they're putting together is based on feelings. How do you feel? There's no scientific evidence at all that there's other genders. There's, you know, there's trans dysphoria. There's mental issues that, that are mm -hmm. at play 
in certain individuals, but there's no evidence that there is a scientific basis for 92 genders. It's not, it's all based on a dictionary of words and feelings. That's what it is. I want to dive into this. Some of these takeaways from this article Start with this one, Jay Richards. The Biden administration's national strategy on gender gender equity, and people need to understand the difference between equity and equality. Yep. And and they they say equity and equality. They aim to erase, all right, erase policies that respect the biological differences between men and women. You can't do it, no matter how much you try, just based on the makeup of the body. But they're putting this in policy. No, that's exactly right. That's what's so bizarre about this, because this stuff, I mean, it's been moving for years. It's worked its way, unfortunately, into our public, into many private schools. But it's an ideology that was, of course, baked in the academy. It's a kind of complicated mix of neo-Marxism and postmodernism applied to gender. It's also applied to, to race, which people know is, is critical race theory. But the, the, the critical gender theory is, if anything, much, much more radical because it involves not just allowing males to compete against females and claim they're females. Uh, that's in some ways, though, it's the most visible. It's less significant than, for instance, men being able to go into girls' locker rooms and into their bathrooms or young girls that are getting captured by this ideology through social social media that become convinced that they're agender or non-binary or something. And they get the idea entirely from social media platforms. And it's a social contagion. We know there's something like a 4,400% increase in reports of so-called gender dysphoria among teenage girls in the last 10 years. This isn't just, you know, that's not in the water. That's not increase in diagnosis. This is a social contagion. And I don't think what people imagine is this is about helping the few uh you know, poor people, poor souls who are suffering from uh, what was called gender dysphoria, but just this discomfort with their bodies. That's something we all have compassion for. And we're allowing that compassion to uh, essentially create space where this anti-human ideology works its way in. And now it's reached the pinnacle of power in this this uh, strategy statement, this 50-page do document by the White House of the United States. That's how far gone this stuff is. It just seems like their social transformation is going beyond the pale of what anybody could even imagine of what they really want to happen. You mentioned abortion on demand in here, gender yep. identity situations where I, it just seems like with the tyranny we saw in Canada, I know this is unrelated, but the, with the mm -hmm. police going around and knocking on businesses and stuff, it just seems like they, they want to pound this into the system and beware of any dissent against it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that they also, because it's so counterintuitive to people, I mean, one of the, all of us are actually really good at distinguishing boys and girls. And in fact, this is the first things that kids learn is the difference between boys and girls, kids and adults. Those are really stable categories. And so they need to overturn that. And so I, I think that the gender ideologues realize, okay, they're not going to necessarily do it if you're just dealing with adults. You need to get kids when they're in pre-K and in kindergarten and introduce these concepts to them so that kids will treat them uh, as intuitive. Unfortunately, what it often does is it just completely befuddles and confuses them. I know of a, a mom, for instance, whose, whose kindergartner was told by her teacher, there are no boys and girls. There's just this kind of spectrum of genders and everybody's going to come up and pick 
their own. Well, this little girl, guess what? She knew she was a little girl and her teacher was telling her that little girls don't exist. And so that caused some problems. But this is what people don't realize. There are things like so-called comprehensive sex education, which of course, there's always some argument for this stuff. But what it means, it's essentially grooming young kids in this gender ideology when they don't have their critical faculties well set in place. That's essentially what this is. The left in this country used to fight against labels. Now they want to label everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is the irony of, of identity <laughs> theory and identity politics is that rather than treating people as individuals uh, equal before God and so should be equal before the law, individuals are reduced to these categories. And they're not just sex categories. It might be heterosexual or homosexual. It might be transgender. Now this, this word cisgender, which is just what everybody normally is. Um, or they're a racial category and people were put into this so-called intersectional hierarchy in which you basically count up, okay, how many oppressor categories are they in and how many oppressed categories they're in? And then you plug individuals into this hierarchy. This is one of the key themes, one of the key terms of the Biden national strategy is to use a so-called intersectional approach, which they never define. And so it, you know, it requires academics like me to go in and say, okay, what's intersectionality? Well, that's what it is. It's this rigid hierarchy of identity politics in which everyone gets plugged into this hierarchy of either oppressed or oppressor. It's meant not to unite us, it's meant to divide us. Absolutely, and keep the elites at the top in charge. That's how it works. And I tell you what, when you mentioned the kindergartner earlier, that's the fight in the school board that the news isn't reporting about. We've had journalists on the show that have talked about going to school board meetings where the books in elementary school have to be, they want to take a look at it. Now, are we for book burning and all that? Absolutely not. But if you're trying to teach evil to the kids, yes. right? If you're trying to teach something that is factually, scientifically, and spiritually inaccurate, we don't want our children reading that. We should have the choice. And, you know, boy, they, they'd sure love to make a oh. book report out of those things in the schools, too. So you have to fight on that. It's not about yes. censorship. It's about right and wrong sometimes, Jay. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you basically, everyone knows that you have to make a decision in a school about what is going to be in the curriculum or not. You can't teach everything. And so every choice is going to be some particular choice. And for, you know, most of human history, people knew you don't want to sexualize little kids. Five-year-olds and six-year-olds just shouldn't be having sexual topics introduced to them. That's not book banning. That's recognizing that there are age-appropriate things and there are age-inappropriate things. Now, yeah, different communities may decide exactly where the line is. That's why I think laws like this parents' rights and education law in Florida that's being debated is so valuable because it insists on transparency. It doesn't say, okay, there's going to be these exact lines when things get introduced, but they know, look, if parents know what their kids are being taught, that they have that transparency. It's going to be a lot better. Parents have the incentive to make sure these things are done properly. And so the fact that you have teachers unions and educational organizations and school boards that don't want transparency with parents really tells you all you need to know about what's going on. Yeah, that is that is exactly right. And it just if you take if you take one of these leftist leaders and set them down from defund the police to abortion on demand to this trans dysphoria, this gender dysphoria that you're talking about, 
I don't even recognize that country. And I think even Venezuela would look at us and say, what the heck are you guys doing? I want everybody to check out this article. The White House plan to make gender ideology a central theme of the American experiment. Oh, my goodness. We're going to post the link, Jay. But what are some final takeaways that you have from this? Because it's just so overwhelming. It really is. And I encourage people just to, it's not a very long report, but here's the kind of key thing is when you see the word equity, don't think that's the same thing as equality. What that is, is a leveling of differences so that everybody has to have a kind of proportional outcome. It's not equality before the law. Don't think gender refers to sex and to boys and girls, males and females. It doesn't. It's especially this idea of gender identity. It's an artifact of gender ideology. And then when you see intersectionality and the word intersectional, realize that that's referring to this rigid hierarchy of oppressor and oppressed. Real quick example of that. The story came out today where they, there's a school system that are trying to tamp down uh, speech um, when it comes to speech development, speech classes mm -hmm. and speech expectations in young children because they feel like the masks slowed that whole process down. <laughs> so instead of dealing with the masks, they're dealing with maybe we should just make it easier for kids to have a longer term to learn speech development. No, that I mean, it's harm the kids in the long term. Absolutely. That is really depressing. And I honestly think what's in the next couple of years, what happens in schools and at school boards is going to be the most culturally significant things uh, that are happening. I completely agree. We are we have a fight on our hands. Everybody check out Jay Richards on the Heritage Foundation website. Jay, thanks for, so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, anytime. Good to be with you. All right. You guys stay with us. We'll be right back on the bus show. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit Cellulartronics.com. Cellulartronics. Since 2012, Cellulartronics. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer, Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Over the weekend, on well, actually last Thursday, but the, the word really went out on the weekend. We went down, the Buff Show went down to Kissimmee and to a doctor's office, Dr. Littell's office, who's a medical freedom fighter, deals with patients all the time, and many other doctors, freedom fighters, and also 
uh, health advocates joined us for the show. We got to get into what happened down there and the press conference after and what's coming up. Let's bring on Lori Bontel back with us on the Buff Show. And of course, our partner, Ron Perry, Buff Show partner. Great to have you both with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Me. It's great to be here. Well, we encourage everybody to go to thebuffshow.com, right? Click on Tragedy in America. We've got so much content, more content to put on there. But it's really amazing what happened down in Kissimmee, the crowd of people that came to hear about Ron DeSantis vetoing, hopefully vetoing um, Senate Bill 7014. Lori, um, it seems like that's going to hit his desk on Thursday. That seems like a tentative deadline to hit his desk. So you have a big, uh, big event coming up tomorrow. But talk about how the process is going for Ron DeSantis in that bill. Okay, so yeah, we heard that um, it, it hit his desk, and so we wanted to make sure that the, the good doctors were able to get their message out. So um, we had the press conference, which you covered, and now we are going to have a, a rally tomorrow in Tallahassee at 1.30. Um, to, it's a medical freedom rally where we can go ahead and encourage Governor DeSantis to veto the SB 7014, because uh, truly it as we mentioned before, it does not help the doctors, uh, which the legislators thought they were voting to help the doctors. It does not. It actually ties their hands where they cannot do anything for the patients except for follow the CDC protocols, which ultimately lead to death and violation, you know, ventilation and death, um, at least in, in many of the cases that, that I have um, been dealing with the families across the country and in Florida. So, uh, we're going to have uh, doctors, um, you know, all kinds of healthcare professionals there who are in the hospitals dealing with this and also who have been affected by uh, the vaccine issues. And um, Anthony, Representative Anthony Sabatini is supposed to be uh, one of our speakers as well, you know, champion this for us. Yeah, the lineup looks phenomenal. A lot of uh, friends of the show are speaking there. Nick Cacciarano, um, Anthony Sabatini has been on the show. And, of course, our friend Arshon McBride, who's been doing the legal aspect of all this stuff. So it's pretty amazing. We'll get into that. But what Lori's talking about, Ron, is these protocols that are put in place. They have immunity from them, so they can't get in trouble for putting said protocols in place. And later on in this segment, we're going to play audio clips from real families who are dealing with a family member in the hospital and don't know what to do. Ron, this is happening all over the country to families. And they're like, how did they die? How, how did this happen? Yeah, it boggles my mind. I, I'm familiar with a couple of situations very directly. I mean, Lori certainly has spoken about her sister in the past and, and uh, may share a little bit today, but um it's something's changed pretty dramatically. There was a time up until about 1940 where if you went to the hospital, you were more likely to die than to come home alive. Uh, and then over time, it's been a good thing to have the hospitals. Now, all of a sudden, people are once again afraid to go to the hospital. Doctors are recommending to their patients, don't go to the hospital if you have COVID. Right. Uh, that's strange. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's true. Let's bring on Dr. Uh, Michael Upuse with us on the show. Speaking of doctors who deal with patients, Dr. Upuse, thank you for joining us. Well, I appreciate it. The fight continues, Dr. Michael Upuse, because 
immunity. We talked about on the show uh, last week the quick, the get rich quick scheme, where you create a problem, tell everybody that we're going to create a fix for the problem, and then mandate everybody take the fix for the problem. The other side of that is covering your tracks by saying you have to follow these protocols, and if you do and it doesn't work out, we're going to pay you $144,000 anyway, and then protect you from liability. Correct. So as we know, when you talk protocols, it's, it's really, if we think about this, almost one protocol. And the protocol winds up being, as we know, uh, oxygen, so you may need a ventilator. And then, of course, a small dose of dexamethasone, remdesivir, which basically kills people, shuts their kidneys down, and then causes multi-system failure, and then they die. So really, that's, that's the protocol that's being followed. That's the CDC protocol. In short, and we know we've got at least 25 different therapeutics right now that work for this disease. So what are we doing? We know what I'm doing and and about 500 other doctors. But aside from that, what what the CDC and the doctors following that protocol are doing is completely inexcusable. It's also criminal. Yeah, absolutely. Ron, uh, real quick, uh, another therapeutic on the market is called Omicron, apparently. That has been creating a natural immunity within people that is better than the vaccines, they say, which we don't call them vaccines on this show. But you're muted, Ron. But it's just amazing uh, that the studies come out. And, Lori, I'm going to get to you on next on this because we had a, somebody from India that works with the prime minister in India, and i got to get your take on that. But, Ron, um, even Bill Gates is talking like Omicron. It's almost healthy if you get it. <laughs> I was just reading the article this morning, and his comments were quite interesting. He said, oh, well, there was too much of a focus on the vaccines, not enough on the therapeutics. Uh, and uh, obviously, there are some very good therapeutics. Uh, but then he spoke about Omicron, and he said, this is more effective than the vaccines. Now, I was reading that this morning in the Epoch Times, and your listeners can just uh, Google that, and, and you'll see it, um, which is uh, kind of surprising. Yeah, very surprising. But it's not not to us, and probably not surprising to Dr. Michael Uphughes when it comes to the overall uh, immunity, not just herd immunity, but natural immunity, not being at the forefront like it should have been, or giving people a chance. Lori, we had um, Priyam Modi, uh, her name, that's her name. She's in India, and she's a uh, she works directly with the Prime Minister Modi in India. And what they did in India is they released, they did three months of lockdowns right at the beginning. No, they didn't. They said, we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know how this was going to spread. But after the three months, <clears throat> they did a presentation. And she, she talked about it in the show. Where they, where they released, <laughs> got a phone. but where they released all of the, hold on one second, sorry. It's where they released all of the available treatments. And I said, so like ivermectin, yes. Um, hydroxychloroquine, yes. They did, they released a cornucopia of stuff they got from scientists from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the second largest population in the world, Lori, came out of lockdown, resumed their life, and not one mandate was left, not one mandate was put on their people. Not one. Yeah, I know. And it's like Beth Perlato said in our last interview, we're the richest country in the world. 
Yeah, we have the most COVID deaths, right? Over 850,000. So <laughs> look at, and that just proves it, right? Right there, what India just, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Dr. Michael Uphuse, when we go on and talk about what Lori just mentioned, where you look at the worldometer and it, and we're shockingly far and away uh, the most COVID deaths out of anywhere, report it, report it. That tells you there's something nefarious happens when the biggest, the populations that are bigger than you are experiencing way less percentages of problems. Mm -hmm. Right. So Uttar, the study out of Uttar Pradesh is, is the most compelling. So that's the, that is a, an area in India that has two thirds population of the United States. And when they introduced ivermectin into that province, of course, the case rates and death rate, of course, dropped out, you know, exponentially, almost like it just fell off a cliff. And so the reporting here, as we know, is over-reporting because it's people dying with, not from COVID. Yeah. So that's how you get inflated numbers. And that's a very simple thing to do, you know, in terms of uh, statistics and whatnot. You just add in, you know, any co positive COVID case, which, of course, they're reimbursed for. Anytime they test mm -hmm. for that, they get reimbursed. And then, of course, you report, doesn't matter what they died from, as long as it's they also had a positive COVID test, it's with COVID. So not not from, but with COVID. Uh, Dr. Uphuse, and maybe Mara Lori can answer this too. How did they get this set up, system set up so quickly when it came to divvying out payments for hospitals, protocols, contact tracing uh, websites were up and running in no time? Uh, there was companies out there. We played videos on the show of companies that had contact tracing capabilities and they would put out videos early March. It was all ready to go. And the, the, the exact dollar amounts were all ready to go. I know they didn't just come up with it. They've been working on this for years. Yeah. I don't know who wants that one. <laughs> yeah, so, so actually the, the gentleman really you need to get on the show too is Dr. David Martin who we all know uh, and have seen. Uh, but he, he will tell you uh, how this was all obviously pre-planned, but also uh, not only just pre-planned, but he can speak very intelligently about the patent numbers that were on, that were on testing, that were on the, uh, the vaccines and so forth long before this ever broke. So if that was the case, then how did this happen? Yeah, it's just very strange how it worked out so flawlessly. We're going to take a break right here on The Buff Show, but you can catch more of this particular interview and hear the shocking phone calls from real family members, patients. It's unbelievable by visiting patreon.com slash The Buff Show, patreon.com slash The Buff Show. It's on the website. Otherwise, we'll be right back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts 
about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Veritas Tactical, Tactical. a family and law enforcement-owned company where you can get custom-built ARs with purpose-built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your liberty-safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Coating services, laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000, 407-309-3000, and at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Welcome back to the Buff Show in 950 94.9 FM. The answer Orlando. Matt Buff here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out thebuffshow.com. Follow us on Patreon as well as all the other platforms for exclusive bonus content and things like that on the Buff Show. But great to have you rolling along with us. We're going to go to our final special guest of the evening, Ryan Baumberger, Chief Creative, uh, Creative Officer and Co-Founder of the Radiance Foundation. Ryan, great to have you. Hey, it's great to be here with you. Okay, sounds good. So um, we're we're in Black History Month here, right? Which a lot of people say, oh, that's a good thing. So let's just talk about how evil white people are. And <laughs> let's talk about how we need to teach all kids in school about the dangers of white people and what they did to black people in history. And let's just uh, separate ourselves by groups, groups that are funny and cool and groups that we absolutely hate. Do I have it about right? Uh, unfortunately, that's the, the the woke narrative right now. Yes, yes, it is. So, talk about the Radiance Foundation. What are you guys doing to correct that? Well, the Radiance Foundation is a life affirming educational nonprofit organization, and we believe that every human life has purpose, whether planned, unplanned, able, or disabled—red, yellow, black, brown, or white—we are all equal. We all have equal and irrevocable value. And being someone who is mixed half white, half black, my heart is to bring reconciliation, true reconciliation from a biblical perspective, not this nonsense of of power. I mean, there are some, as you're talking about, they want to supplant what they blame as white supremacy with black supremacy. And the problem is it's all sin supremacy. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the real issue. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. When you despise another group of people based on their skin color, I mean, that's pretty racist. <laughs> it is, and, and they don't even hide it. I mean, the anti-racism movement, which I consider a total fraud, led in large part by you know New York Times bestseller Ibram X. Kendi, who says the only way to fight discrimination is more discrimination. Okay, well, that's racist. Yeah. That You hear that term a lot. We need to fight it with more discrimination, and they justify it too, saying because... It's a reparations kind of thing. We we do have to punish these people for what they did to do to us. I'm sorry that they have to all be in a box like that, but we have to punish them for slavery, for example. 
Well, that's their perspective, and which is interesting because what does the white half of me pay, pay the black half of me? I'm not sure exactly how that works when it comes I was to reparations. Ask you that on the reparations question. Oh my gosh! I mean, the whole problem with with reparations and those who constantly push this thing is they love the whole narrative of perpetual victimhood, and I reject that. I reject it for my four children. Out of my four children, two are adopted, and and I, I reject that that rhetoric that constantly says that because of our skin color, we are constantly in that, you know, that whole ridiculous paradigm from critical race theory, oppressor, oppressed. So I guess I'm both, I'm both the oppressor and the oppressed. It's, it's such nonsense. And, and unfortunately we see it's been a complete reversal of MLK, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s perspective, where he said color obviously over character. And now it's color is everything and character is nothing. Yeah, we see that all the time um, with uh, Kamala Harris. They did Kamala Harris not because they wanted California, because she was a woman of color, and she's a disaster. It, it didn't, had nothing to do with her character or her qualifications. That was a pick based just on the color of her skin. Right. And, I mean, and she was at the bottom of even the nominees, the candidates for the Democrat Party. But, you know, color. And, and this whole thing, phrase of per, people of color, I hate it. I hate it because we're all a color. Unless some of us are transparent, we are all people of color. So yeah, when I, I get embarrassed, I when I get embarrassed, I turn red. <laughs> exactly. And, and see, that's a color. You can see I'm bald. Like the whole thing just goes red. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you were white, you would actually have a medical condition. I mean, truly, if your skin were white. So <laughs> this whole nonsense that somehow, yeah. what was that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off because when you said if you're all white, that means you're albino, and that's a medical condition. Well, well, actually, I have two brothers who are albino, and even their skin, as light as it is, still isn't white, white. But this is the whole ridiculous thing of setting us up in classes. And they, and the weird thing about critical race theory is that it acknowledges that race is a human construct, but they don't actually acknowledge that it's a destructive human construct because they continue to use it and separate ourselves by color by putting large swaths of people in the same group. White people are all this. Black people are all that. Brown people. It's ridiculous. It's just racism. One thing I can't use is the term African-American either. And I, you may disagree. I don't know. But if you're not from Africa, I don't think <laughs> – I have two friends that are – one, she's blonde, right? White is the sun. And, or if the sun's not even white. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's from Africa, though. And she has her American citizenship. Right. I, I, I can't use the – I don't like the term African-American. I don't like the people of color term like you. Um, if you're from Africa or if you're from Germany, you're German-American, right? You, you, I just – I don't think it's fair to say, okay, we have Asian-Americans, African-Americans, and white people. That just doesn't seem right. Well, we have <laughs> Americans. I don't like hyphenation. Americans. I'm tired of the classifications. Everybody's got to fit into a box. Everybody's got to got to abide by their color group. I hate it. It's I, I'm not an I'm not an African American. I'm an American. In fact, there was a Gallup poll done a few years ago that showed the majority of Black Americans don't even like the term African American. That's what I was wanting to get to the bottom of the two. At the bottom of two, because how do Black Americans feel? about the term African-American. So what poll did you see that on? Where did you see that? This is years ago, and I can't actually specify, but you can easily just go to Gallup, and you can you can actually put in some of the terms of African-American as label, and you will see that it it's, it's pretty evenly split, but the majority don't actually embrace that term. I mean, and you look at American history, and there have been many labels, many pejorative labels put on people of my complexion. And so now we're getting to the place now where black is capitalized and white isn't capitalized and Asian and Hispanic are capital. 
it's just another way of mainstream media continuing to colorize the narrative and to separate us and to assume that we know each other by the, the hue of our skin. And all of our hues are beautiful. Every black, white, and every hue in between. You know, when you talk about capitalization of letters, you talk about TV commercials that are just doing virtual signaling, like, you know, we're, we're going to do this. To, that'll make the black community happy. We'll put more black actors. But yet we have real problems like crime. And people like Margaret Sanger, who years ago set up abortion clinics in black communities because her goal was to eradicate the black race. And now those same people, Planned Parenthood, and the crime with the DAs who are just letting people off because I don't want to be called a racist or I don't want to be called this or that, they're causing more crimes and more abortions. But at least you got the capital letters and the TV commercials. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, our mainstream media is a joke. I mean, the total fake news establishment uh, focuses on all the wrong things. And right, they don't talk about the decimation of abortion in the black community, where abortion is the leading killer. They don't talk about how Planned Parenthood is the leading killer of black lives. In fact, I just wrote an op-ed about that saying, yes, Planned Parenthood is the leading killer of black lives, killing 360 black lives every single day. They want to talk about systemic racism being baked into every institution in America, except the one institution that actually kills for a living and kills disproportionately black lives. So th their whole nonsense of ascribing racism to blame for every, every single fault in American life is absolutely absurd. And of course, you know, when we talk about police brutality in 2021, about 139 black lives are killed, are Police are accused of killing 139 black lives, but there were also over 250 white lives that were killed. But what they don't tell you is that 80% of those individuals, black and white, were armed with a deadly weapon. Only 3% were unarmed. And so for those instances where there was injustice, yes, we fight for justice for those. But that's not the prevailing narrative. The prevailing narrative from fake news media is that I, as a brown person, and black people have to be fearful every time we walk outside of our homes. Thank you, LeBron James. That not remember that tweet where he said black men are literally hunted down every time we go outside of our home. Yeah, oh, remember he's that. hunted down by paparazzi. That's who he's hunted down by. What is he talking about? <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, talk about living in a bubble. I mean, that's dangerous. That's dangerous to uh, say say those statements. And and he wasn't the only one. Many people said that. That makes all kinds of people with racial backgrounds fearful, right? Because. Are, are there, is there going to be retribution in the streets or as you, Ryan, as your complexion, is, are you outside being fearful somebody's going to shoot you? Or by them saying that, they're going to say white people outside are going to be fearful of you now. Because according to these people, it's the shooting back and forth. It's the crime everywhere. And it's the police's fault. So the police are riling up the black people. So. Now that now white people are going to be afraid of black people now because they're all riled up. <laughs> well, that's why we just need to tune out fake news media. We need to tune out academia. Yeah, tune we need out. to tune out Hollywood because all, they're in a pretend world, a pretend world that really doesn't exist, except they want it to exist. That's why, you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement, they want to foment this kind of division and this kind of anger. Fear is a liar. And fear is the easiest way to control people. And I reject fear. And I reject fear for my family, my mixed family. My wife is Greek and Italian. My kids are all mixed. I refuse to have them live in a perpetual state of confusion as far as identity. And I definitely don't want them to live in a perpetual state of fear. You can't That's live right. like that. 
you and I both are paying higher prices for bread. You and I are both are paying higher uh, costs for gasoline. You and I both suffer from high crime because of liberal left-wing soft limp-wristed DAs. We're both paying for that. And we're both asking the question of Black Lives Matter, where's the $60 million? Uh, yeah. And you know, interesting, <laughs> so is Amazon. Amazon recently removed Black Lives Matter as a charity because who's running the ship here? Oh, I'm sorry. The previous co-leader of uh, Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, she's too busy buying up real estate. Hmm, I wonder why. It's what happens when you shake people down. And then it's so uh, Black Lives Matter over Christmas. I don't know if you remember, they were telling people to boycott white companies or white-led companies. That's funny because they didn't reject the $90 million that mostly came in from corporations led by white people. How evil. But this is the nonsense, the hypocrisy. But this is what happens when you have a Marxist toxic ideology that is running the show when it comes to the supposed fight for racial justice. If that was a Trump 2024 pack or something oh like that God. that hit 60 million, can you we would be right. not we'd be sick of all the coverage of it. Right, exactly. But you know, that's why I call it liberal black privilege. They get to do the kinds of things that conservative black and brown people can't do, can't say, and certainly white conservatives can't do it's just it's such a it's such a double standard and it's so glaring but yet you know when you have a, a mostly leftist mainstream media you're never going to get the true context you're never going to get that clarity no unless you listen to people like you know you and you know the radiance foundation and and watch the things and see the things that we create that actually bring that context and clear that's why i'm a factivist I'm so tired of all these activists acting out of emotions because we see the you know disastrous consequences from that. We need the, why my shirt says less activism, more, more factivism. factivism. That's I what love we need. it. That's awesome. Tell people how to get to the website and everything. The easiest way to get to our website is radiance.life. Radiance.life. We'll post the link on the Buff Show. Ryan, thank you so much for clearing all this up, solving the world's problems, and now we have real work to do in every community. Yes, we do. Thank okay. you so much, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much. That'll do it for this evening's edition of The Buff Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Go check out patreon.com slash The Buff Show. And uh, you can find that link right at the top of thebuffshow.com. Da uh, Dan Blakely and Tom Amenta are here, two Army Rangers, on that coverage to talk about what's really going on in Russia, Ukraine, and the Biden administration. Don't miss that. We'll see you next time on The Buff Show.